0: On this edition of Kiwi Tripsters, kick winter's chill to the curb and escape to Vanuatu. Yes, just three hours'
1: direct flight from Auckland, Port Vila is a fabulous holiday playground.
0: We dive into Vila's culinary scene, its cultural draws and meet some of its enterprising craft producers.
1: Further afield, we head to Lalepa Island and Mozo Island. Plus we check out
0: some great adventures like the Sky Bridge. That's all ahead on Kiwi Tripsters with kiwi tripsters travel podcast get ready and take off to spectacular destinations as we continue our journey and share the inside word on all things travel whether it's luxury travel or backpacking on a budget whether it's cruising or foodie trips we've got you covered with top tips and tricks so you can have an amazing travel experience and now over to your hosts mike yardley and andrew seppi Welcome aboard for a nice, fresh, gleaming edition. I'm Andrew Seppi. I'm Mike Yardley. I'm gleaming. Great to be with you. Very nice, Michael. Very gleaming. And uh, escape the everyday. Winter's claws. They're setting in. It is Chile. Uh, We're not going to Chile, though. (laughs) We're going to Vanuatu.
1: Island time is calling, yes. And it's one of our nearest neighbours. It's the best weather now. Yes. Through the winter months, because Vanuatu, from... Essentially, June to November has sunny skies and low humidity.
0: Now, Port Vila is one of the South Pacific's most attractive capital cities.
1: No contest. She is the Pacific princess. She has the ribbon. She won the beauty contest. She has all the elements. Uh, Port Vila is sculpted with lagoons and islets, and it's interspersed by these thickly forested hillsides, which cascade down to the water in tears. The setting is a knockout.
0: Lovely. Now, when you say Pacific Princess, wasn't that the uh, ship on the love boat? It was, indeed, it was. I was feeling very romantic in Yeah. <laughs> Port Vila is topographically busy, you oh, I, could say. I like that, Andrew. Yes, oh, yes. topographically
1: busy. She is an Eiffel, And there, there are so many great vantage points around town to take in all of that topographical busyness.
0: Many first-timers to Vanuatu merely spend a day in Port Vila. Only one day, arriving by cruise ship, which is fine for a wee taster. But... Yeah, indeed.
1: Yeah. Uh, the thing is, you are selling yourself short because... The city offers so many temptations, whether you are an active traveller or just want to fly and flop. However, you choose to vacay, Vanuatu's absolutely warrants a fully
0: fledged holiday, and of course, packed with French influence as well. How much of this is still in the city's makeup?
1: You do still see plenty of traces of that uh, background colonial vestiges. They add a bit of texture to uh, the city's makeup. Ooh. There's quite a bit of faded French architecture speckling the city centre. Uh, it adds zest to its cafe scene and its bakeries. Mm-hmm. Uh, the French quarter proper stretches to the north from central Vila, including sacre Coeur Cathedral. sacre Coeur, And a clutch of g- gorgeous colonial-style houses you'll see around Vila with those wooden louvered windows. But I'd have to say, yeah, Port Vila is proudly a South Pacific city. There's actually a really cool story about uh, a French restaurant, Le Houstelay, which has been serving the same food for half a century.
0: Wow. Now, this restaurant is credited with being part of the push for independence for... From France. In fact, Vanuatu's draft constitution was penned right here over French onion soup, as one does. Now, let's talk cafes and bars, of course, because you would have frequented many of these in your travels.
1: Indeed. And I've got a cracking cafe scene, Andrew. Uh, three quick tips. K2 Cafe, mm-hmm. as the name suggests, the two owners are Kiwis. Kelly and Candy. It's located <laughs> on Port Vela's back road, and it's sort of an industrial chic setup. I love the fact they sell so much local art there. It just sort of drapes their walls. Aww. So, yeah, you can get some really good bargains there. For the best waterfront views, you cannot beat Café du Village, which is this boldly painted blue and white cafe as if it's dropped in from the Mediterranean. I love that cafe. And? Um, and come twilight, Ooh. the place to go for sundowners and convivial beach vibes, <laughs> uh, Banyan Beach Bar, baby, this place
0: is cool. Banyan Beach Bar Baby. Yeah, yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah. Banyan Beach Bar. I added the baby. Mm,
0: okay. you, might,
1: you might find a baby or two there. Brilliant Cocktails <laughs> Carver by the Shell. Oh, This is a Vanuatu thing. Would you like a carver by the shell? Oh,
0: very nice. Yes.
1: And they're wood-fire pizzas, which are worth the jaunt alone.
0: Now, what are some of the signature eats in Port Vila?
1: Well, it's a culinary capital, I'd have to say. Um, definitely wrap your laughing gear around coconut crab. It is in season now, so go for it. Make a pig of yourself. It is a meaty, flavoursome variety of crab, utterly revered in Vanuatu. How big? monstrous. Really? We are talking dinner plate size crabs. Ooh. And these guys, you know, they crack open coconuts. Wow. They are the crustacean kings <laughs> of the Pacific. So yeah, you will um, love your coconut crab. The national dish is called lap lap, which is a mix of Taro roots and yams grated into a doughy paste. I know that doesn't sound particularly appetizing. But. They then slather that on more taro, okay. <laughs> soak it in coconut cream, and they add it to meat or fish. Ooh. So it's quite good. Speaking of fish, poule. Oh, my God. I binged on this stuff. Poule is like a red snapper, very fleshy, not oily, very few bones. And if you are feeling particularly adventurous, you can always sample flying fox or Fruit bat in
0: red wine. I can picture uh, you not doing this. I had a look at it, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I declined.
1: But the way they bring it out, <laughs> yes. you can. You can tell it's a fruit bat. You know, like uh, you right. can see bones it, sticking out. They've taken the wings off, but you can still imagine the wings around it. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. But I did actually try a wild pigeon. Really? Which was surprisingly good. It's not like one of the Kiridoos, is it? No. No, but I would have to say,
0: Kiridoo would be a most amazing dinner, uh, wouldn't it? No. Think of the berries inside it. You can't go there. (laughs) Tell us about Gaston Chocolate, which is rather (gasps) legendary. It certainly is. Uh, Olivia Fernandez is the guy who
1: heads up. Guest in chocolate, he produces tree-to-bar craft chocolate. Tree-to-bar. Tree-to-bar, yeah. Mm. So he contracts over 150 farmers across Vanuatu to supply him with cacao beans or cocoa beans. Mm. They are paid within 24 hours of delivery, which I think is awesome.
0: Not 20th of the month then.
1: No, not 20th of the month. <laughs> we we'll make it the 25th or the 26th or <laughs> yeah. Tuesday day. Yes. So really efficient uh, payment delivery system for these farmers. And it's given them a fantastic livelihood. Uh, his chocolate is magnificent. Try the Carver chocolate, which has got five shells of carver in the bar. Really? Rather numbing. Uh, mm. <laughs> num, num num. Yes. So if you weren't too partial to your wild pigeon, just have a munch on your carver bar and you'll be sorted. <laughs> Gustin is also now a supplier uh, to chocolate makers worldwide. For example, Wellington Chocolate Factory, they import the cacao beans from Vanuatu.
0: Very cool. Now, another new drawer is 83 Islands Distillery. 83 Islands. That's how many there are in Vanuatu. Mm -hmm. You're always up for a craft distillery there, Michael. I certainly am, Andrew. And
1: I met the boss of 83 Islands, another fabulous Frenchman called Pierre Luc Chabot, Mm -hmm. uh, who, like Olivier, at uh, Gaston Chocolate has secured a very steady, solid income for over 100 local farmers. So they are supplying him with sugarcane that produces the award-winning rum at 83 Islands.
0: Curiously, it is believed that the strain used for sugar production in the Caribbean was imported many centuries ago. From Melanesia. Isn't that amazing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, you think Caribbean, you think rum. It's sort of now gone full circle where they're producing rum in Vanuatu, which is so cool. Anyway, at 83 Islands, they've got this brand spanking new tasting bar. So, not only can you pull up a stall and work your way through a variety of signature cocktails. You've
0: worked your way through the world (laughs) by whoever offers free tastings. I've been on a lot of bar
1: stalls. Yes. Yes. Uh, The venue also is raising the bar as a training facility for budding Vanuatu bartenders. So if you are, you know, a a young thing in Port Vila thinking, oh, I'd like to become an
0: expert in mixology. Well, no doubt you took one for the team and drank several for the team. Yes. So what was your favourite cocktail from this uh, mixology?
1: Well, I was really impressed with a little libation called Ginger Fizz. Oh. So it's very simple. All it is is rum, eighty three Islands rum, lime, and ginger beer. Ooh, quite the thirst quencher. And Pierre Luke whipped that up for me, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to make this one of my go to drinks. <laughs> I have to say it's so easy to make. He also took me on a riveting through- tour through his operation, including sampling. <laughs> oh yes, more sampling, <laughs> more sampling required. So we actually had a little drinky direct from the oak barrel of some of his ageing rum. Amazing. I was intrigued to learn, Andrew, this was a very educational tour through his operation, that rum matures in (laughs) barrels a lot faster in the tropics and it's due to the humidity. So his oak barrels filled with rum, they lose about 7% of the contents every year. Through tastings? Uh, th- uh, well, <laughs> actually, we, after us, it might have been 8%, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the humidity, they lose 7%. Um, thankfully, it only takes about two to three years uh, to fully mature 83 Islands rum, otherwise you'd be losing a hell
0: of a lot. Right there folks if you need to get Michael to your establishment either provide an e-bike or a tasting Yes. There you go. Uh, 83 Islands distillery, wonderful stuff Just ahead, outdoorsy adventures in Vanuatu, don't go away This is Kiwi Tripsters, Mike and Andrew, as we showcase a winter escape to Vanuatu. Now, waterfalls and cascades are a huge draw around the world, but especially in Port Vila. Where is best? Michael, where is best?
1: You have so many choices, but a lot of people will go to Millie Cascades, which is about 15 minutes north of town. They have a rather pricey entry fee, 30 New Zealand dollars.
0: For a waterfall?
1: For a waterfall and a dip in a... Platform, a rocky platform below the waterfall. Okay, mm. 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 It, that has courted a lot of debate because it's actually been the subject to a big ownership dispute recently, <laughs> as to who actually owns the cascades. Anyway, aside from the cost, it is a wonderland of waterfalls and rock platforms that cascade down from the fall. So you feel like you're just marinating in the downstream magic of it all, and you've got this lovely walk through lush and fragrant native bush to reach the big thirty-five metre high waterfall. And then, yeah, all those gin clear rock pools
0: below. Another option is to join a guided tour and enjoy some eh, lesser trafficked cascades. Yes. I mean, there's only so many people you want to be sharing a rock pool with. This is very true, Michael. Yes. Yes. I mean, yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I sense there could be a story here. Yes, we
1: won't won't go there. No. Uh, Vanuatu Eco Tours is the nation's leading tour operator, and um, these guys take you to some great Cascades. They deliver real-life authentic experiences as well, so they've got a whole network of local community partners and really cool guides. I went with them to Rentapau River, which... Is where you can do a whole lot of different water sports.
0: Do they have e-water sports?
1: E-water water do, sports. Is,
0: you know. <laughs> no, they did not. Oh.
1: I went kayaking for two hours. In what? The, I know, in the gently drifting river, rent power And it's wrapped in big jungly rainforest, so you feel... Like you've entered a Survivor episode in some ways. (laughs) Lots of pockets of village life along the riverbanks and those locals' smiles are as wide as a coat hanger. They're just the most friendly, friendly people. The happy ending,
0: a very relaxing dip in the river cascades without the crowds. So you weren't rowing through any rapids or anything like that, were you? No, no. Very sort of sedate.
1: Correct. It Mm. wasn't the Tongariro.
0: Right. (laughs) Now, if you've got a head for heights, the sky bridge sounds like a fantastic thing to do.
1: Ah, Mm -hmm. longer than a rugby field. Of course it is. Wider than a rugby field. Yes. 120 uh, metres in length, 60 metres high. It is the longest suspension bridge in the Southern Hemisphere, mm. which is no mean
0: feat. No, it's not.
1: You have got salivating views looking down into the canyon, across Domele Bay and beyond. I adored it. Uh, this bridge is actually New Zealand engineered and it's highly reminiscent of the Capilano suspension bridge, which is a huge draw in British Columbia. It's got the same sort of
0: big dip to it. Um, New Zealand engineered. Canyon. Yeah, Kiwi's, Kiwi's built it. Wasn't the same plunker that did the Auckland Harbour Bridge, was it? <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, the Skybridge is fabulous. Also, on site, uh, you can just sort of chill out on the edge of the canyon in a faray, And they do have a seasonal swimming hole if it's been raining at the base of the waterfall just by the Skybridge.
0: Now, there's also a zip lining trek as well the Big Zip Trek inventive name, uh, they will have you soaring through the jungle canopy on a sequence of seven zip lines, totaling 1.3 kilometres. It's a lot of zip lining. It's a lot of zipping.
1: Yeah. I was swinging like an orangutan, and you can... <laughs> <laughs> zip across canyons and ravines, you zip across mop-topped lush jungle uh, and you just drink in the views all the way, uh, 1.3k. That trek also laces up with the sky bridge so you can incorporate it all into one experience or if you want, just do the sky bridge as
0: a standalone. Definitely worth a jaunt. Right, let's talk day trips to the islands. Uh, Beyond Ifate, Lilepa Island is an easy hop from Havana Harbour on the north coast of Ifate.
1: I love Lilepa. I think this little island off the mainland is a treasure because the locals have resisted the temptation to Disney-fy it. Oh, God. Despite it, shooting to fame courtesy of Survivor. 15 years ago. Yes. Yeah. It was an American edition of Survivor, and they went there. And oh, my God, the Americans, of course, fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Lalepa. The day tours to the island are owned and operated by the villagers, 500 of them. And the snorkeling around Lalepa is world class. We are talking neon-coloured coral,
0: neon-coloured fish. (laughs) It really is astonishing. There's also a fabulous cave, Fell's Cave, 60 metres deep, with rock drawings reaching back over two thousand years and the guided bushwalks spill the beans on some of the forest secrets if you like like the juice from a vine the locals tip into the sea it stupefies the fish making them easy to catch (laughs) that's my kind of fishing (laughs) drug the fish
1: (laughs) (laughs) they so do i would love to know and i should have asked the guide who actually discovered that Like, who would have thought, okay, we'll take a bit of this juice from this vine and we'll tip it in the ocean and see what happens to the fish. Who would have thought that? Well,
0: probably someone drunk the vine and juice and and went, no, this makes me feel a bit odd. Hey, if I give it to the fish, I'll be easier to catch.
1: Yeah, Yeah. true.
0: There Hmm. you go. One of my guides,
1: Aaron, pointed out the vine in question. It's called One Day Rob. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And they actually use it for a variety of purposes. Alongside making fish drunk, The liquid in the leaf of the wild hibiscus is another example of how they can do really cool things with Mm -hmm. nature. So what they do with this liquid, it has traditionally been used on pregnant women. So when they go into labor on the leper island, the expectant mother will drink this liquid and apparently it ensures the birth proceeds
0: smoothly. Wow. They've got some very clever juices on the leper. Indeed they do. Yeah. And they have massive coconut crabs on Lalipa as well. Totally, enormously, How big? scarily, How big? terrifyingly, How big? ginormous.
1: Um, I, I was led over to a cliff face of volcanic rock, and uh, this bit of rock was just home to scores of these monstrous coconut crabs. Living in the rock stack, and they are very aggressive critters, even though they are a celebrated delicacy in Vanuatu. Aaron's well, probably why
0: they're aggressive. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: true. Aaron said to me that, you know, sneering or subduing one of these crabs takes a lot of skill, and you will notice that some people have lost parts of their fingers.
0: I'm not, what if they can crack a coconut? I know. Yeah. This is it. So, yes, these guys,
1: they only come out at night, the crabs, that is. And if you're not careful, they will crush your finger with ease.
0: How big are these crabs?
1: The ones that were served in Port Vila were like the size of a dinner plate. But I reckon some of these guys in Leper were more like the size of a tyre. Like you look at their pincers
0: yeah. and you think, oh my God. And yeah, the force of them is huge. So a recent study concluded that they are the crustacean kings with a pinching force nearly on par with the bite force of lions. They can generate 90 times their body weight and force, which is why they can crack open a coconut so easily. <laughs> Let alone uh, crush your fingers. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Now, speaking of wildlife, let's talk turtles. You love turtles. And Mozo Island. I love talking
1: about turtles too. Yeah, you do. Oh, my goodness. Hawksville Turtle Sanctuary on Mozo Island. This is another great option if you want to do like a, a day jaunt from the main island of Ifate. Now, the sanctuary has been running for about a decade, and it's all powered by volunteers doing God's work. Once again, go from Havana Harbour across to Mozo, a bit like Lelepa. Mm. Anyway, they nurture the young turtles through their first year in life. They're tagged and then released into the sea. They've released over 1,500 turtles so far, and some of them have been found floating about in Sydney and Suva, which is a hell
0: of a swim from Mozo Island. That's a long way. Yeah, clever turtles. They are indeed. But here's a sobering fact about hawksbills. Only one in every 10,000 make it through to adulthood, one in every 10,000, which is why they are the fourth most critically endangered species on the planet. The Amur leopard, the black rhino, and the cross-river gorilla take out the top three slots. If and, you were wondering. And yes. then, yeah, yeah, there's the hawk's bills. Yeah, number four. Mm.
1: So they've nurtured, what, 1,500 at this turtle sanctuary. Most of these turtles, you know, the one in 10,000 figure, most mm. of them die in that first year. Yeah. So these guys that have been nurtured at the sanctuary have got a much better chance of living a longer life. And they do generally live to 50, 60 years, those who, you know, survive the ravages of uh, their early years. So getting up close with these turtles at Mozo, it really is an inspiring experience. And I think they're just doing
0: such noble work at Mozo Island. Indeed they are. Right, just ahead, two great places to stay in Vanuatu. Back at a moment. Stay tuned kiwi tripsters will be right back after this break
1: Escape the everyday, swap winter's chill for the warmth and wonder of Vanuatu. Just three hours away, lush landscapes, crystal clear waters, vibrant cuisine and outdoorsy adventure is just the beginning to Vanuatu's sweet seduction. Make a date with tropical paradise this winter. Make a date for two in Vanuatu.
0: Vanuatu Vanuatu.travel This is Kiwi Tripsters, as we savour the delights of Vanuatu. Now, if you're heading to the main island of Ifate, we've got two top accommodation picks to tell you about. Right, first of all, Port Vila, the terraces... Apartments. Yes. Celebrate the
1: topography. Have we talked about the topography of Port Vila?
0: The busy topography, Michael. Very
1: busy, yes. Mm. So, from the terraces' apartments, it just becomes so self explanatory because you are perched uh, on a cliff top and you've just got those celestial views across Port Vila from your apartment. Uh, You are looking down on Ericor Lagoon, and this apartment hotel, very ultra chic, right next door to Mango's (laughs) Resort. I love the fact that the way it's been developed, it just seems to capitalise on the natural light, the cool breeze you get from the clifftops, and those sensational views. So it is boutique luxury, 16 show-stopping apartments. Once again, you won't be sharing the... Pool with thousands, generously proportioned apartments. And oh,
0: like it when well, it's generously <laughs> proportioned.
1: I'm always up for generous proportions, and they come in
0: one and two bedroom combos. Now, each apartment spans two levels, and your expensive oasis flows out door to your private plunge pool and balcony. A uh-huh. private plunge pool. Always up for that too. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did mm-hmm. enjoy it. I actually noticed, Andrew,
1: there were a lot of New Zealand government workers staying at the Terraces Apartments. Oh, really. Long stays (laughs) from the likes of the New Zealand police and foreign affairs. So very nice digs for the public service. I'm pleased we're looking after them well. (laughs) But yes, elevate your Port Vila stay with a stylish getaway at the terraces.
0: Beyond Port Vila, if blissed out seclusion is a biggie when it comes to your tropical island fantasies, whatever they may be. Uh, the Havana Resort has your name on it. And as the name would suggest, you'll find it at Havana Harbour.
1: Yeah. And great launch pad, as we referred to before, to Lalepa and Mozo Islands. Mm. So enjoy a five-star splurge, 30 minutes north of Port Vila. It's, uh, once again, very boutique but quite exclusive, this resort overlooking Havana Harbour on Samoa Point, which is this stunningly gorgeous white sand peninsula named in honour of the first missionaries who came to Vanuatu from Apia.
0: This was also a huge base for the American Navy during the war in the Pacific. I know you like your luxury comforts. Uh, Were you in your element at Havana? I was in Havana
1: heaven, Andrew. Oh, how lovely. I was awoken by the chortle of a very frisky rooster. (laughs) And... After being roused by the rooster, oh. I wandered outdoors and I just took in the wildlife cruising in the harbour. There were like dugong and dolphins and turtles floating about. And alongside the vast aquarium of tropical fish, I'd have to say it's the dugong that I found fascinating. They would swim incredibly close uh, to the shoreline early morning and they were like flippant vacuum cleaners in the shallow water just cleaning up the waters
0: flippid vacuum cleaners yeah I like that. Yeah, yeah. Now, the Havana is all about secluded boutique luxury with just 17 elegantly designed villas gracing its lush and manicured grounds. Indeed.
1: I was in a deluxe waterfront villa, which is a nice blend of traditional style and contemporary comfort. You've got that private deck with a thatched roof and a daybed and a plunge pool. What more could you want in life? Indeed. To marvel over dugong.
0: Perhaps a <laughs> flippant <laughs> vacuum cleaner? Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> that that comes as well. Um and you've got direct access to that uh, sugar-soft sand and the crystal-clear water, courtesy of the dugong.
0: Lagoon villas enjoy their own private access to a splendid split-level lagoon pool, A split-level lagoon pool. Mm. That is lovely. Mm. Uh, All villas feature ultra king size beds, Tana Island coffee, flat-screen TVs, satellite channels, streaming services, you name it, you got it.
1: It's laid on thick. So whether you're staying in-house or not, what I would suggest you do is definitely dine at the Point Restaurant. You've got amazing harbour views, but best of all, award-winning cuisine, including Uh. coconut crab. Also, that fabulous-tasting fish poulet, which is like a red snapper, very fleshy, not oily, very few bones. And I actually had this fantastic poulet dish, which was accompanied with some of the local nuts, Nangai Nuts. Oh. which are very soft nuts and, yeah, indigenous to Vanuatu.
0: The Havana lays it on thick when it comes to daily activities too, from snorkelling, scuba diving, deep sea fishing to kayaking, patanque, tennis. Whew. And they'll kit you out uh, with all of the necessary gear as well. Plus, as we referred to earlier, you can easily jaunt to Lalipa and Mozo Islands from right here. Easy peasy. Yeah. Strictly enforcing an
1: adults-only rule, uh, this romantic retreat is truly a star performer. The staff there, oh my goodness, they have the most golden smiles and you can tell that their friendly, gentle, engaging warmth is your real deal hospitality. You know, they're just totally authentic.
0: Yeah, that's important too. Just to hear we catch up with Jackie Carson from the New Zealand Office of Vanuatu Tourism back in a This is Kiwi Trips. you're back with Mike and Andrew, heading up the New Zealand branch of the Vanuatu Tourism Office is Jackie Carson. Jackie, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Winter is here, Jackie. It's time to escape to Vanuatu.
2: It sure is. It's uh, nice and warm there at the moment and definitely a place to be when it gets very cold here in New Zealand. Let's
0: get a report card on the state of play. How is Vanuatu faring with the tourism restart?
2: Look, I think it's just, you know, everyone is just so happy to see visitors back and discovering their special Vanuatu moments. Tourism is such a big part of our Vanuatu economy and therefore the flow-on effect that that has impacts so many people on the ground. All our resorts and hotels and tours, activities, restaurants and the markets are now all fully operational so people can have a really good experience now when they're coming to Vanuatu the best thing I think anyone can do now of course is to answer that call of Vanuatu and and book a holiday up there that really helps with the recovery and just you know uh, getting back on our feet in terms of having our visitor numbers back again so we'd love to see anyone that would love to uh, to book their Vanuatu holiday
1: I noticed when I was in Port Vila how excited the locals were to see a cruise ship in port. Is cruise still a key component in the tourism mix?
2: Absolutely, it really is. Many people actually visit Vanuatu for the first time on a cruise ship and you know they'll come in and do perhaps a day in Port Vila or a day in Luganville. And they get just that wee taste of it and then come back and book a, a holiday and, and discover so much more. So for Vanuatu as a tourism, almost a tourism advert, cruising is definitely a big part of that, that offering.
0: We're particularly impressed by the growing variety of authentic made-in-Vanuatu products that can be experienced at source and purchased. 83 Islands Distillery is a sparkling example.
2: It sure is, and actually they've just won some good awards in London, so, you know, they really are doing well on the international stage as well as, as the local. Gaston chocolate, Jackie, is that one of your favourites too? Oh, absolutely. Who, who <laughs> Whose checklist would it not be on? It's chocolate. Uh, the Gaston Cafe, look, is definitely one of my favourites, and what I love about it is you can be sitting there, you know, having a good cup of coffee and some beautiful chocolate treats and actually see the chocolate being made right there in the cafe as well. So I love that about it. It's very authentic. It's beautiful too. The chocolate is fabulous. What
0: about handicrafts? Tell us about Mama's Market and what you love about it.
2: What I love about it is that it's absolutely authentic. The construction of the market was actually a New Zealand government project. It was built so that there was a place for the mamas, as it says, to come and sell their craft. I love particularly the beautiful woven baskets that they have there, you know, the wall hangings and fans. There's also artists and carvers that are there as well. But what I love the most is the stories that come along with these pieces. So, you know, you might buy a basket from a mama and you sort of think, okay, it's just a basket. But on talking with her, she'll tell you how she learned to weave from her grandmother and that the island she grew up on influences the type of weaving that she does. I love that about it. I love that it's more than just buying a product. And of course, the money that's earned by the mamas is straight back into their families. It's their children's education. It's food on the table. It really is helping that grassroots level of tourism. The
1: range of accommodation offerings in Ifate spans all tastes, but as we've been discussing, it's hard to beat the Havana.
2: (laughs) I know, it is pretty special, but, you know, there are a number of products like that now, which is wonderful to see in Vanuatu. We have certainly grown as a country in terms of the accommodation offering. We've got that real high-end beautiful five-star product. But we've also got, you know, small boutique accommodation. We've got the local island bungalows, which is a way to actually experience living with a local family. We've got self-catering, big resorts, you know, it's all there. So I think that we've really matured as as a destination in terms of the accommodation offering.
0: Beyond a fate, give us a taster on some other islands you'd recommend for Kiwis. What's so special about Malakula?
2: Yeah, well, Malakula is actually a bit of a favourite for New Zealanders. there there is a link, quite a strong link there in terms of history. It's often where the New Zealand missionaries were based or teachers were posted, you know, as part of an aid programme. So there are some quite good ties there with New Zealand. But Malakula is actually the most culturally and linguistically diverse island in Vanuatu. There's some fabulous walking tracks, quite rugged terrain, so you do need to be quite fit to do that. But you will come across, you know, friendly villages, you stay in the villages, you see that living culture. It's not just put on because some tourists have walked in. This is actually how life is. Um, ceremonies and events that take place on the island, you know, people can be part of that. So it is a great island to visit for those that are just a little bit more adventurous and wanting something very authentically real. Tell us about Santo. Well, Santo, it, actually Espiritu Santo is, is formally known, but Santo is everybody lovingly calls it. is actually Vanuatu's largest island and it's really where you can completely disconnect from the world and I think that's because you want to when you're there it's really famous for its beautiful white powdery sandy beaches you know Champagne Beach is a, a very well known beach Blue Holes which are just so incredibly clear and blue that you feel like someone's put food colouring in the water. It's, they're amazing. Beautiful waterfalls, incredible diving. It's where the biggest wreck dive in the world is, the President Coolidge. And these beautiful rugged jungles as well. Uh, Santo does offer that, Perfect combination of what I call barefoot luxury, but it also mixes it up with adventure. You've got the World War II history and the authentic Melanesian culture. It, it is the most stunning island that's, you know, I feel like when I visit there, it's like you've stepped back into the old South Pacific. It's not overrun with lots of people. People are waving as they come past in their cars as you're perhaps, you know, meandering down the road. It just is that feel of that authentic, beautiful South Pacific. What about? Well, that is now another whole story. (laughs) In fact, you know, like both of these islands are actually, I reckon, destinations within their own. And you'll often find that when... Somebody's been to Afate, perhaps on their first holiday, and when they were there, they heard about Santo and Tanna, and then they'll come back and actually have, you know, dedicated stays on those islands. Uh, when people think about Tanna, I think the first thing they probably think about is the majestic Mount Yasur volcano, you know, the world's most excessive active volcano. It's quite a a sight to behold when you're on the rim of that volcano at night but beyond that there's so much more, you know there's the blue caves which are these stunning underwater caves that you can sort of dive down into, authentic cultural villages where people have decided that you know of those villages that they don't want that western influence, they live a very real and authentic lifestyle, you can visit them, amazing huge banyan trees which are hundreds of years old, the diving and snorkelling here is just incredible readable And accommodation ranges from, you know, some great three to four star lodge style accommodation and then the amazing tree houses, which are the local style of accommodation. So very different to a Santo. And, you know, I think both equally in their own right are just as amazing with that different offering that they can give to visitors to Vanuatu.
1: Jackie, great to talk. Thanks so much. And here's to a bumper winter season as Kiwi's flock to the warmth and welcome of Vanuatu.
0: Thank you for having me. For more destination information, head to vanuatu.travel. That's vanuatu.travel. And that is it for now. Be sure to like our Facebook page.
1: Our show notes are available on the website,
0: kiwitripsters.co.nz. Plus, we'd love you to rate and review Kiwi Tripsters on the podcast service of your choice.
1: Cascade down, marinate us in your warm and
0: sultry tropical good time vibes. Indeed. (laughs) And we look forward to catching you for our next edition of Kiwi Tripsters in a week's time. Take care. Hooray. And that's a wrap for this episode of Kiwi Tripsters.